Life is hectic, so wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with Factor's chef-crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more, they've got a variety that fits your lifestyle. Factor has restaurant-quality meals ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. They also have various easy options for the entire day, from breakfast to midday bites, smoothies, and more. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is a nutritious and delicious experience, and it won't break the bank. You can customize your meals by choosing 6 to 18 per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule deliveries anytime to fit your schedule. Factor meals are 100% hassle-free, giving you more time for what matters. Head to factormeals.com slash otherside50 and use the code otherside50 to get 50% off. That's code otherside50 at factormeals.com for 50% off your delicious, hassle-free meals. Hello, and welcome to our podcast, The Other Side NDE, where we talk about the fascinating phenomena of near-death experiences. These are more than just close calls. These are first-hand accounts of what people experienced dying, leaving the body, exploring another realm, and then returning to their body in order to share that experience with you. Every person that we interview, and many of us listeners, believe these accounts to be undeniably true experiences people had on the other side. If you enjoy listening to stories like these, make sure to check out our YouTube channel, The Other Side NDE, where we post two to three videos every week of people sharing their NDE stories. Hi, everybody. My name's Rob, and I'd like to share an experience that I had. I'd been going to the doctor for about three months, and my wife had told me while I was sleeping that I was stopping breathing, and she would actually get out her watch and time these events that was happening to me. And they were probably at the peak about 180 times a night that I would stop breathing throughout the evening. So. I went to the doctor under her suggestion and ended up having a pretty robust discussion with the doctor about what I had now found out was sleep apnea and it was pretty severe. So he wanted to run me through some sleep studies and things like that, but at the time I just wasn't really ready for that type of care and I was living a pretty wild life. and. So I didn't think too much about it. And I actually told the doctor that, you know, if something happened to me, because they explained to me that this could kill me and that I could stop breathing while I was sleeping and never wake up. So I just told him if that happens, then it happens. I didn't have much faith or any sort of religious ties with anything at that time. And so I was just pretty much on my own. So I'll kind of get to the evening of my event and it was a very unique experience because I knew that I was not breathing at certain times through the night because it would jolt me awake. I'd wake up shocked and I'd, I'd have these weird sensations of not breathing, trying to catch my breath. So this night in particular, there was no jolting and I kind of felt my breathing stop. And it was at this time that I felt what I now know to be is my spirit coming out of my organic body. And I always say organic body because that's kind of what we are. But the 
exit was extremely unique. And I can kind of explain this by, if you've ever tried to unpeel duct tape that was stuck together, that's what this felt like. It was like duct tape that had been stuck together and you were pulling this long strand apart. And as my spirit came out of my body, it was this freedom and this complete joy that I had never experienced before. I thought I was dreaming and I was certain that I was dreaming and I just thought to myself, this is one of the most incredible dreams anybody can have. I, I felt weightless and I looked down and I saw my body laying on the bed next to my wife's and my wife had her back turned to me and I was laying on my back at the time and my eyes were shut and I was not breathing so I sort of stood there looking at my body and it was a wonder that I can't really describe because it was very surreal and I, I was looking at my own body while I was outside of it and you think you're dreaming and you've heard these things before about pinching yourself to try and wake yourself up well that's I got to that point where I thought I didn't want to have this dream anymore so I reached down with my left arm to pinch my right arm and I noticed that I had no tattoos on my arm my my body's covered in a lot of tattoos and at the time I had pierced nipples and my ears were pierced and I've got tattoos across my chest and both of my arms and I started looking at the body that I was standing in and there was no marks on it. It was very pristine. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is not right. And I started to feel a, a presence in the room and the room started to get dark. And I felt this floating sensation that was sort of drawing me away from the room. And I didn't want to leave because I saw my wife, I had no fear of what was happening to me, but there was this sense that I didn't want her to wake up and find me like that. But it just started getting pulled a little bit harder and a little bit harder. And this sort of blackness started to envelop me and it, it felt as if I was being pulled through this vortex. So I had no control over it. And it literally just pulled me right out of the room. and. I didn't have any fear while this was happening. I, I just knew that I had died and I wasn't sure how it had all happened, but I began these thoughts in my head about everybody that had talked to me about God and an afterlife. And it was as if I was getting this complete rewind of every single one of these moments that I had had throughout my lifetime from the time I was a young boy all the way up to the time that I'm telling you about right now. And there were probably a hundred people throughout my life that tried to talk to me and talk some sense into me and tried to get me to understand a few things, but I, I just didn't really have the time or the inspiration to do that. I, I thought we all kind of just lived and died and that was it. Well, I kind of got this extremely fast rewind of my life while this was happening. and. I saw, and not just saw these things happening, but I could feel the essence of, of everything that I'd ever done in my life. And there were by far more negative things that I was being shown than there were positive things. There were a lot of positive things that I saw, but the negative was the outweighing balance that I could feel and see. And I could 
palpably feel that emotion and I could feel the emotion that I had during these events and I could feel the emotions of anybody that was involved in this event and I could feel their feelings and their disappointment. It was just this extremely unique sensation to feel all of this emotion and all of this energy as I'm being shown this complete rewind of my life. Well, it started getting darker and I started to have a little bit of fear and I could begin to sense this, and I guess the only way to put it is impending doom and having told this story to that many people. But when I use the word doom, it's it's an understatement because the, the sensation was of a pure negativity and it was negativity at every layer and every level of understanding that a human being could possibly fathom and at the same time not comprehend and I was beginning to understand all of this emotion and this negativity and I began to feel pain and I I began to become quite thirsty and quite hungry and there was this sensation of hopelessness and and loss and being excluded and, and being absent from when I was alive understood to be kindness and love and care and compassion, which I didn't share a lot of that throughout my life, uh, just sort of didn't and, you know, had a few people that would show me that kind of affection, but was always sort of cold and standoffish. And I began to feel all of that emotion in, in very purified levels. And when I tell you negative, I, I have to also use the word evil because what I was feeling was extremely horrific and it was multiplying exponentially as I was being pulled further into this sort of black hollow abyss. And I began to hear these faint voices and, and screams as I was being pulled to this black vortex. And the sensation of emotion was completely through my body. It was as if I had become everything. And this is difficult to articulate because you don't feel these things when you're alive here on this plane of existence. You don't feel them at every single level as it happening when you've been removed out of your organic body. It was as if I became everything all at once and the screams and, and the emotions that I were feeling had become stronger and stronger and and I could begin to smell and the, the smells were horrific. I can tell you that it was unpleasant and I don't want to be overly graphic as I'm, I'm telling you these things that they were as unpleasant as you can imagine and they were in their purest forms and I could taste it, I could feel it on myself and it was a personification of purity of everything negative that a human being could imagine. And you begin to feel all of this at, at once. I never felt afraid of what was happening. There wasn't the sensation of me screaming out to be saved, which was very unique. I had never known who Jesus Christ was or what God represented. I hadn't ever read a Bible. I, I had no 
understanding of calling out to somebody that could save me because I'd always sort of relied on myself. And at this point, I, I realized that I was not alive anymore and that I was pretty much on my own. And the realization was is that I was going to accept what had happened to me. So I can remember being pulled down further and further. And as I got further and things got louder and my eyes began to focus, there seemed to be a presence that was around me, but I couldn't understand what it was. And it was there, but I, I can't articulate to you what it was or who it was at that time. It just, there was a sensation that somebody was along for this ride and I had no idea who it was. I can remember that came to a point where I was backwards placed on solid ground. It, it, it appeared to be solid. It seemed to be solid. And I stood there and this is an extremely unique way to articulate things. Uh, I could sense that there were uncountable spirits that were with me. The number was incomprehensible and I could feel every individual unique spirit that was there. And I had this understanding that there was a reason for these spirits being there. Unto themselves, there was a reason that they were there. And I can't elaborate on every single one of these as far as feeling them, but the sensations that I were having, the negative sensations and everything that I was going through, I could feel that with every single one of these. And some of them were by far more horrific than what I was feeling. So I began to feel and be pulled into misery, as it were, or the company that I was with, it seemed to be synergistic down there. And everything was amplified to levels of, as far as I could tell, it was nonstop. And it was agony at some very unique levels. And I began to understand another very unique thing that was abundantly clear while I was there is that time had ceased to exist. There was no understanding of any time. It did not exist anymore. There was no linear forward, backwards, above you or below you. This was, you were there, it was being there. And it was as if eternity was laid out in front of me to understand that the time ceases to exist with what we're understanding in our lives. And as I said, I had this very fast review of, of my life that was extraordinary. It was so many things. There were moments that I couldn't remember that went back to the time when I was an infant, when I was a child, when I was growing up. Moments that were both extremely negative and there were positive moments in there as well. And I began to have this complete understanding that this was my existence and that I had earned exactly where I was standing. And there was no fear and there was no screaming out for help. And I can't emphasize this enough that the wailing and the calls for help that were there were deafening. They were excruciatingly deafening. It was my ears, as far as I could understand, were ringing and I could feel my eardrums pulsing with the screams for help and for mercy. And I was having a hard time understanding this because I 
I didn't quite feel that way yet. I was beginning to feel more of that as this time was moving forward. And I had told you that there was a sensation of something that was around me and I could, I could feel it a little bit stronger as I was standing there. And I thought to myself, well, I had heard people tell me about what hell was and I, I'll be honest with everybody and very transparent. There was no fire and brimstone. I, I did not see that. What I saw was worse than that because the hunger, the thirst, the individual misery was beyond a pale in comparison. It felt as if I was in zero temperature. It was negative and it felt like my body was burning, but there was no fire. If there was no light and there was no warmth and and, and I thought about that while I was there because it was something that every molecular portion of who I was at this point in my spirit could feel that individually as a whole body, but as every individual molecule of what my spirit was, I, I could feel that misery of feeling as if I was burning because I had no heat. And I often wonder as, as I've got a little bit more maturity and going through this is that sometimes people talk about this burning in hell, but for me, it was more of the absence of warmth and light that was that misery and, and feeling like you were in the coldest sub-zero freezer you'd ever been in and you were stuck there and your body begins to feel hot and burn. So I stood there like that and the smells, the sounds, the wailing, I, I couldn't see anything because it was so dark. And I said whatever was above me, I palpably said this out loud that I am here and I can't lie and there's an understanding that all truth is known and I have nothing to say. There are no excuses for what I've been and what I've done over my lifetime. And so I stand here ready to take the step full well knowing that I deserve this and that I'm not screaming for this help. I'm just acknowledging that I now understand. And it was at this moment that, that, and forgive me, forgive me, because it's, it's still ex extremely emotional. There was a, there was a light that exploded over me and I had never in my entire life felt this type of love. It was an unrequited, pure, unconditional love. The light was of a color that no human being has ever seen. Alive and can articulate its brilliance. This light was alive. This light was everything that was positive, that ever was compassion, care, love. The only thing that I could ever explain to people when I have told the few people is that one of the things this Rewind showed me was there was a moment when I was about three years old and I was at my grandmother's house and I was 
playing in the front room and my mom was sitting on the couch and she called me over and my grandmother, her mom was sitting next to her and I can remember running to my mom and she hugged me with this maternal love that, you know, you don't remember those things. And my grandmother hugged her and me at the same time. And that was the one moment that I remembered feeling that type of love, that it was pure, it was a mother holding her daughter and her daughter holding her son and there were a grandmother holding her daughter and her grandson and I could feel their love. And this was multiplied by the infinity of the universe. This light was infinitely beyond anything that anybody could imagine and it exploded over my head. It showed me that I was completely at a moment where humility was all that I was as I stood there and the awe to this is is that it illuminated what I couldn't see and if you went outside on the darkest of nights and you looked from one point of the horizon to your left and you scan the entire skies with all the stars and you went all the way to the right and you, you saw that expanse that this was a greater expanse than that and what I saw there nothing else could look at this light and I saw the amount of spirits that were there and it dropped me to my knees and I felt humbled and humility at every bit of who I was and the light spoke but it thundered in this expanse and it was so quiet all at the same time and it it said that I had a choice and I did not understand this I could not understand being given a choice while I was kneeling at this expanse of misery and horror looking at it as everything there was turning away from this light and could not look at it and it was there was another epiphany that happened there was a, a sensation while i was there there was a a single common denominator of emotion that i did not understand i could feel it but i couldn't understand it and i couldn't articulate it and what it was as the light illuminated this is that any individual spirit that was there lived with the fact that as i stood there and i now knew that there was a good and a bad and that there is a heaven and a hell that we all at some point had a choice and that living there in that eternity with their own horrors was one type of horrific existence but that knowing that there was another choice that was always there was even harder to live with and I felt that so I did stand up I could not look at the light my shoulders were hunched over and and I told the light I said I I don't deserve a chance I just you know there there was no line there was no opportunity to stretch a truth or to be fake or to 
try and spin something and I just told the light that I saw everything that you showed me and I don't deserve that chance. And I began to take a step and if you can imagine that that light got even brighter and, and even more full of love, that it did and it illuminated more of, of that existence that was there and it even shocked me even further to see its greatest expanse. And the light once again said, yeah, you have an opportunity to make a choice here. And uh, I stood there and I, once again, if you can believe it, I told the light that I get it, but I'm here for a reason. And I know you're here for a reason, but the look that I got just doesn't warrant that choice unto myself. And I, I told the light that I couldn't make that choice because I knew who I was and that I was here for a reason and, and the light told me to look to the left. And I did. I looked to the left and there in the middle of this was, and it's so unique to tell this, was a young girl and there was a round patch of, of grass that was in the middle of all of this horror and I could see every single blade of grass, every color and hue of green that you could imagine was on every single stalk of this grass and it flowed with life and it moved and she st stood there and she was waving to me to step into this light that I couldn't look into and it was just screaming across my head into this pit and I, could, I couldn't understand this and I, I didn't understand why I'm seeing all of this and there's a, a girl that appears to be about three or four years old trying to wave me into this light and I did not understand it. So I I looked at her and I thought, you know, she's so beautiful. She's so angelic. She was just perfect. And I told her, I said, I don't deserve the light. Her hand motions and her thoughts were pouring into me and she just said, you need to step into the light. You need this opportunity in your life. And I looked at her and I could feel the light over me and I thought to myself, well, at this point, I've seen more things and felt more things than I, I thought I could ever imagine. And I did take a step into that light. And it was at this moment that if you've ever seen when they do a gun test, when they test a weapon in a water tank and that bullet is fired into that weapon into water and you see the bullet hit the water and then it does a little flip it slams into that water. That's what my entire spirit felt like. And I immediately rose up out of bed. And this is what I screamed, just straightforward. I, I was screaming that I feel God. And that's what I was screaming. And it startled my wife and she shot up out of bed and I was gray and I was dripping with this cold sweat and I, my every muscle in my body was cramped and, and I had this thirst. My mouth was extremely dry and I, I felt so dehydrated and I was cramping. Every single muscle was cramping in my body and I, I couldn't understand what had happened. I mean, it was, I felt like I weighed about a ton. My body felt as if I weighed 2,000 pounds. Every sinew of me hurt. Every ligament and tendon inside of me was taut and felt like it was stretched. And 
I rolled out of bed onto the floor and I crawled. My wife was trying to follow me and I was literally yelling at her to get away from me. I, I didn't, I was having a hard time understanding what was happening. And at the time her and I were not getting along really well and she did step away from me because I was not a very good person. And she just didn't want to argue with me. She had no idea what I had just gone through. And I crawled out into the front room and there was a five gallon bottle of water that we had and we had bottled water. And I, I managed to crawl to the water spigot and I reached up and there was about a quarter of that bottle in there. And I got my hand on top of it and I just pulled down with my weight and the water just started filling up the tray below and started running down. And I, I just sucked my head to the side of that and I drank every bit of water that I could. The floor was flooded, the carpet was soaking wet and I could not straighten my body out. And I, I laid there for an hour in this sort of drawn up fetal position with my body just extremely tight and I couldn't move, just cramped, just painful cramping. And I laid there and I just kept replaying this over and over again. And I, I could just not get my hands around this and I, I could not comprehend it and understand it. My wife ended up having to get up to go to work and I was still out in the front room. She tried to talk with me and I didn't want to talk with her about this. And she said that I looked like I had been dead. She literally said, you look like you're dead. She said I had no color to me. I was gray, I was cold and sweaty. And I laid there and I was working the night shift at the time. And she called me later in the morning and asked me to go to the doctor, which I ended up going to the doctor that afternoon. And it was Kaiser in, in Northern California. And he asked me what was going on. And I just told him, I said, well, there's, I don't know. I woke up in the middle of the night. I, I told him I had a really bad dream and that he knew that I had had a hard time with the sleep apnea and he drew blood work. And when the blood work came back two days later, he called me and he said that there had been a significant event with my enzymes that were pushed out from, I guess, the coronary system that there had been some sort of event that he couldn't really explain and that should consider myself lucky that I was still alive. And I, I just, they wanted to get me in there and, and look at my heart and things like that. And at the time, I just didn't want to have any of that done to me. But he was very, very explanatory and father-like with regards to something that had happened to me and that he needed to look into it further. The blood work that he pulled had shown some event that had happened with my heart. but. At that time, I, I had told him, I said, you know, I hadn't gone and done my sleep study and I still wasn't sleeping with a CPAP. And so I told him that's all that had happened. So I kept this tucked away inside of me and it left me with something that was very unique. I had a download, I guess you can say, a, a download. It was just this incredible downloading of information that... It was almost as if my vessel was empty and someone just filled it up with so much information. And I, I began to read and I, I began to take stock and interest in things that were related to humanity. And I even picked up a Bible and I started reading it from the first word to 
the very last word, I, I didn't stop reading the Bible and it was as if so much of it made sense and I understood so many different things and there was a this sense of empathy and of care and compassion that I had never had in my lifetime. And I began to have dreams and there was poetry that had been flooding me and I couldn't understand it. I'm, I'm just a regular guy that rode motorcycles, hung out with the wrong crowd and full of tattoos and, and didn't really care about people a lot. And here I am being flooded with all of this material. And I, I began to write. I mean, at this point, I've written thousands of pieces of poetry that I don't even know how I write them. I just write them and they're just, they're completed and, and I just move on. I, I don't even really think about them anymore. And over a period of, of time, the little girl that I saw there was something that I just could not let go. And I had learned how to pray. I had learned how to sort of call out to a higher power and God. And so I was praying quite a bit and I kept hearing this voice saying, you know who this girl is, you know her, you know who she is. And it just kept repeating. It was night after night after night. And I, I just, it went for months. I just, I didn't get any answers. And uh, one of the things I, I have to tell you is that I was baptized after this event and I have changed my life. But part of the process was getting rid of the things that were inside of me and getting them out and telling the truth to somebody who was right there. And I would say that you have this purge of, I guess you can say sin and the evil that you've done throughout your life. And when I confess to who I was, I'm, I'm not ashamed to look into the camera and tell everybody that, you know, I, I am a murderer, that I am an adulterer, that I am a thief, that I, I have taken the, the Lord's name in vain, that I am every sin that ever was and that I have embodied all of those things. And when I tell you that I'm a murderer and I don't take this the wrong way and I, I don't want to offend anybody, it's just understanding that my wife, who I've been happily married to for 27 years, she's my best friend. and about four years before this event she had gotten pregnant and we were dating and we lived in california and i she had made a decision on her own about what she wanted to do and i didn't stand in the way of this decision and so she got rid of our child and that child that i saw there was her and it's interesting to live a life and to move forward all these years to understand that I was told that the human spirit is eternal and that even those that are artificially removed from having an opportunity are always taken care of and they're taken care of in a very perfect way and that they live a perfect life and that the compassion and the love that was shown to be was that perfect love that she had been raised with in that life. And I just have to tell everybody that I know people watch these things and they listen to us talk. And there are so many people that have gone through these experiences. And I, I spent an awful long time trying to find a lot of these people. And my journey has not been one that was all roses and 
full of love. I mean, I've struggled quite a bit with this and it was a psychological pastor who I sought help in that who is now a psychologist and a he is an extremely brilliant man who was at one time a pastor and he helped me to understand a lot of this and to go through some therapy and to to understand some of the things about guilt and about living with these things and to finally get me onto a path of something that I had never thought about which was understanding that I had been forgiven by a higher power but here on this existence I had never forgiven myself and it took a lot of years for me to come to that understanding that I had to forgive myself and to to reach out and to maybe share this experience and uh, I wanted to thank everybody that I've watched do these every single one of you has my full attention and your spirits are connected with mine in a very unique way and the amount of love and care and compassion that I send out into the world for you and that I I share and I feel every time I I see them is something that I can't say thank you enough for that's something that we today have to understand is, is that there is something so much greater beyond what we are here and what we perceive here and that it is real and people they don't want to believe this and they mock and they have distrust but it's real and nothing could ever change our minds and those of us that have gone through this can always say that it's real and i sleep really well at night these days and i i'm happy with who i am and i've i've learned to forgive myself and i've learned to love and to share and it's in the end what i went through changed me into someone that i could have never absolutely been without what i had gone through so for everybody that's listening to this i just tell you this is that as you watch it and if you have your doubts and and if you have your other thoughts that's okay and us that have gone through this we still have the love and the compassion for you and you know at some point we hope that you'll understand some of the things that we've understood and that you come around and and you do understand some of the truths that are there so i just wanted to say that to everybody out there and uh thank you very much for listening to my story Stop